0: All right, everybody, wherever you are, i uh, got my friend Pentas over here and Fendul Sara and Ben and Gershon and we have people on Facebook land, we have people on Zoom getting started and we were supposed to be outside. I thought we were going we to be outside doing the uh, traditional bonfire and we're inside and actually with some of my friends here we are warming over tea lights, so highly recommended. We'll find out afterwards, but uh, that's the story. So I have this is the once a year where I break out my uh, my trusty rusty guitar to, to to string a little bit because tonight, if you have a Jewish soul, well, if you have any soul, particularly a a, a Jewish soul tonight. Part of what the fire represents is that our souls are on fire. And we're going to talk about a little bit what that means, sing a few songs, and maybe your soul will feel a little bit more on fire than you felt yesterday, because the reality is your soul is on fire. So let's get a little bit of background about why today is such a special day. So if uh, we're... Uh, Let me tell you a little story. So uh, towards the end of the second temple, there was a great rabbi named Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva was the the greatest Torah scholar since Moses. And the problem was, was the Romans were in charge. And the Romans didn't really like what Rabbi Akiva was doing. Rabbi Akiva had 20 24,000 rabbis under his auspices. And they weren't like, you know, minor league rabbis. We're talking about Mm -hmm. major league rabbis. And over the course of that year, between Pesach and today, all 24,000 students died of the most worst possible death called oscaroids, some sort of like you, you can't you can't catch your breath. It sounds a little bit scary, like the people, unfortunately, who passed away from COVID, uh, the people who had very severe cases. But everyone wants to know, and the, and the day they stopped dying was today. They st- so that's one of the reasons why today is a day of celebration. Now, giving that we're kind of a little pandemic ourselves, it's important to figure out how do they stop pandemics in the past? Well, the Talmud there says very, very simply, we know exactly. Now, today, every scientist and sociologist is trying to figure out, and every uh, whatever type of gist you are, is trying to figure out how to get rid of COVID, and no one can figure it out. But the Talmud says very clearly why that pandemic happened and why it stopped. It says the reason why it happened, because people did not honor each other properly. It says it very simple. It says, lo nahagu, they did not act kavod, and honor to each other. And that was it. And when they, they, what happened was, Rabbi Akiva had five students left. And those five students were harmonious. And one of those students is the famous Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai passed away on this date. But many years earlier, he was one of five students to be left alive. And he was a man of love. This was not the 60s, right? (laughs) He He was a man of love. And because he was a man of love forever and ever this day, we'll talk about it, hopefully a little more tonight, about what power is in the day and how love, believe it or not, is a very, very Jewish, very religious, ultra-Orthodox concept, uh, the idea of that love love trumps all. Hey, Chag Sameach. Chag Sameach. We're just getting started. And uh, we're gonna, you, you grab a, grab a tea light, grab a few tea lights. Wow, cool. uh, grab, grab, a few tea lights, some whatever you want. It, it works, it works. It, try it. So, no, I'm okay. I'm gonna start with, with, with the song in English. Then one more up. And if you don't know the words, you just uh, hum along. Or you close your eyes. Or you learn the song. And this is one of my favorite song songs, so because most people around me have heard this song. And I start with the English, and then we'll go to the Hebrew. For all of our brothers and
1: friends,
0: for all of our sisters and friends, please let me have. Please let me sing Peace to you For all of our brothers and friends
1: For all of our sisters and friends Please let me ask Please let me sing Peace to you
0: And you could s'more, it still works. It's a rabbinic, rabbinic thing that you do. You can't do the biblical obligation of having a real bonfire like Edo does in Israel. Because we don't know how to do bonfires anyway, like that. No, right, right, right. Israel, not even either. So what's that song we just sang? If you think about it, it says, it says that everything about our relationship with god the Ju- you know there's a lot of people who think judaism is all about shabbat which is true it's all about keeping kosher it's also true it's all about studying torah and prayer but today lag Omar is the day that says that every single thing that we do can be holy and this is why it's such a happy day most people have no idea why it's such a happy day? You go to Israel, people run, they they make bonfires and they shoot bow and arrows, and it's a fun day. Tomorrow, many schools are going to have barbecues and they're going to have baseball games. But most people don't know why we're so happy. The reason why we're so happy is because about two thousand years ago, Rishimur Yochai shared with the world a secret that the Jewish people didn't quite know yet. They didn't quite know that it's possible for every single thing that we do to be holy. And, and that's really true. Now, even people are so like myself, who, who I know that, but we, we don't really believe it. But it's really, really true. It's the only religion in the world that says that every single thing we do can can be holy. That's a really, and that's a, that should make you feel pretty happy because things that are holy matter. Right, so so therefore, uh, it's really, really a, a really happy day, and uh, I'm going to explain. I'm going to explain about that more, but uh, just to tell you a little bit what happened, exactly what happened. So Meshir Bayachai was a really holy man. Meshir Bayachai, he locked himself in his house. He knew he was going to die, and he calls his closest students and say, "Come inside, come in." Get all the close students in and lock the door. As soon as they lock the door, this is what it says in the Zohar, the holy books, a fire descended from heaven. No jokes. No, Ido's gonna say it's a joke, but it is not a joke. It, right? A fire came down from heaven and, and totally wrapped itself around the Yochai. M'shem Ba'echai turned to his main student. You know one of his main students' name was? People don't know who it was. One of his main students was Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, the one who wrote the Mishnah. And he said, I'm going to talk today the secrets of the Torah and write down every single thing that I say and this is and, and from today on there's no secrets in the Jewish people. You don't have to be Rabbi Akiva. You don't have to be Moshe Rabbeinu to know all the secrets. Of, like I said, from now on, I'm going to write a book called the Zohar. You heard of Kabbalah? This was the real Kabbalah, the mystical essence of Judaism. And he said, if I'm now on, any Jew or Jewish, it's boy not or girl, or not if they want, could follow a program and learn enough that they could actually know the secrets of the Torah. And he said, what's the biggest secret? And then the whole day, the fire was, was, was wrapped him up and he was talking and everyone was taking it in. He said the biggest secret in the Torah is that heaven kisses the earth. Heaven kisses the earth. What that means is there's no difference between things up here and things down there if they're connected. And that's what Torah is. Everyone thinks, what's the big deal? Oh, Torah, it's academic. No, no, no. Torah is what makes Heaven and earth combine, which means you can have something as intimate as a relationship between a woman and a man. And a person's bedroom, a person's kitchen, a person's gym, everything you have can be as holy as the holy of holies in the temple. And when Rabbi Shinnar shared that in his book, Kabbalah, everyone became very happy. Because everyone everyone used to think, I have to be a big rabbi. I have to be a big rabbi. I have to do all these amazing, I have to be such a holy person, quote unquote, in order to be a, a holy person. But we say every single person could be holy. All you have to do is connect heaven to earth. I'll give you an example. And then we'll sing another song. You could take a cake. You can make a cake. And you could spend five hours making a cake. I can't spend five hours making a cake. I've never made a cake in my life. But I probably could take the Duncan Hines version. But anyways, you can make a cake just because I want a piece of cake. Cake is good. Or you could say, I'm making a cake because I want to give it to a friend of mine because I want them to feel my love. I could give it to someone and say, you know what, that person needs some extra energy today. And you just turn that cake you turned heaven, earth, into heaven. As a famous song many of us know, we sing it on Shabbos, and Osharish Fila sings it on Shabbos, and it, it, it basically means that the Torah is a tree of life. What does it mean the Torah is a tree of life? It means that if you take Torah and you touch it to anything, touch it to basketball, touch it to science, touch it to anything, it becomes holy, and when things are holy, there's peace.
1: Hey, My This
0: is my bad. This is my bad. This is I'm not sure if I'm going
1: to i i
0: <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so they had the, all the Jews together and a lot of the Jews that were not religious at the time thought at first that Hitler was after, might be a beer opener in the kitchen got a beer opener um, so they thought that maybe Hitler like many of our enemies was after Judaism and many Jews that were not religious thought that Hitler w- wouldn't care about them. He thought he didn't, but very quickly, many of the Jews realized. All the Jews realized that it wasn't about Shabbos, it wasn't about kosher, it wasn't about your Jewish name. It was, are you Jewish? And actually, they even there was a point where they even they even did not halachic Jews. And there was a particular. Jew who never, who was very proud of his having pork every Shabbos. Not only that, he had pork on Yom Kippur. He was a pork Jew. (laughs) And as the as the as the Nazis did often, they tried to antagonize the Jews. And they brought out one day a huge, huge. Or a big array of, of really good pork, whatever that means. I don't know what that means, but it was the good stuff, the kind of stuff that you smell it and you got to have it. And they brought it out, and a particular Nazi guard figured he 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 knew that that the Jews would avoid the Jews tried to only have the potatoes whenever they could, unless they were going to die. Obviously, obviously, if they were going to die, you're allowed to eat anything you want. But most of the Jews tried to still tried to avoid having it. And somehow he happened to pick. He took the butt of his rifle, and he hit it into a particular Jew that was standing there. And the Jew, he said, now everyone in the crowd knew that this was this was this was the pork Jew. Perfect. He's not going to die because he's going to eat the pork. So he takes the rifle, puts it into the Jew, and says. If you don't eat that pork, I'm going to shoot. And everyone was waiting. and everyone was so happy because, of course, he's going to eat the pork. And then this Jew, for the first time in his life, looks at the Nazi and says, no, I am not going to eat that pork. And all the Jews are trying to say, what are you doing? Eat it. No, I didn't say that. But they, he, said, he said, absolutely not. And the, 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 the SS guard pushed him and tortured him. And thank God he lived to tell the tale. And all his friends went over and they said, what happened to you? You've eaten pork your whole life. And all of a sudden now, you, when, when you almost got killed, you're going to start, start uh, to keep kosher? And listen to what he said. He said, you know, I never quite got it. I never quite understood how important it is to keep kosher. It's that simple. We have, everyone has inside of us. We have a very pure soul. We say every morning in the morning, we have a pure soul. Every Jew has the exact same degree of a pure soul. All we have to do is somehow, somehow... Touch it. And days like Lagba Omer, a day like today, there's a special, special ability to pull everything else away that gets in the way all the rest of the time and tap into that that pure soul, which it's, it's really, really pure. And, and what a pure soul means is not just about keeping kosher. A pure soul means we all can think about for a second. I'm going to do it too. Think about something in your personality that you wish would just go away something about your personality not about the other ladies not the other guys your own personality i'm going to think about it for a second okay i got something now i wish that would go away the thing that out that i have and i think it probably can't go away let's say it's lazy getting angry being jealous being selfish but the truth is that your soul, which is who you really are, your soul wants it to go away. Your soul would have no problem, it's just our body that wants it to stay, right? So we on my bummer's a day when we when we look, that's what fire also does. Fire is is fire inside of everything. So fire represents the concept of taking the real thing, the essence out of something, into, into the that everyone could see it. So that's what we got to do. We got to realize that we are are not our bad habits. We're not our bad habits. We are a pure soul that wants to only be nice to people, only get along with people, only be generous to people, be tolerant to people. All, All those wonderful things, that's what our soul wants, and our soul is us. So that's something. One of the big lessons that, that was taught. That's a and that's a very happy message, because most of us think we are, we are who we are, and that can be pretty depressing for most people, because most of us are pretty pathetic a lot of the time, right? <laughs> I'll tell you an, an, another story about now. So what's the message? It's that you can because you are really a very pure person. Sometimes you have the ability to just snap. The famous story on the Talmud. When the, uh, when the Greeks went to the temple and the story of Hanukkah, so even the Romans were scared to, the Greeks, were scared to go into the holy temple. They knew this is God's house. This is God's house. And, and they knew not to mess with God. They knew what happened to Pharaoh. They knew what happened to many, many other people. And the actually the, the, the come, uh the greeks were actually scared of god so what do they do who's the jew Ida. who's the jew's biggest enemy usually us uh, yeah. right yeah. right and in, in, in russia also right russia israel all over the world right america hopefully not yet but I'm not getting into politics I hope no politics like bomber <laughs> So what did the Greeks do? They find a, 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 uh, a Jew that's a traitor. Not too hard to find, unfortunately, even back then. Goes over to a Jew who doesn't, who, who doesn't care. He says, can you do me a favor, Jew? Can you go into the Holy of Holies? Jew says, his name was Yosef. Sorry if anyone's name Yosef. His name was Yosef. And it's a true story. And Yosef, he said, Yosef, do us a favor. We don't want to go into the temple first. We want you to go in first. He said, what are you scared of? He's like, well, you know, it's God's house. He's like, "Yeah, hey, don't worry about God's house. This is what the Jews said, True story. And they said, you know what? If you go in first, you could take anything you want from the temple. There were a lot of really expensive things in there. Yosef goes in, and what does he do? What do you think he's going to take? What would you say? One of the most valuable things in the in the in the temple. That would have been smart. This Jew wasn't that dumb because he probably would have died on the spot. After that, we we uh, the menorah. The menorah was worth millions of dollars. Worth millions and millions of dollars. So he goes straight and takes the huge menorah. He takes it out, and what did the uh, the Greeks say? He said, "No, no, 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 no." Now, you can't have that. That's that's the menorah. We want the menorah. You know what? Go inside. You could take anything else. Maybe he's going to go for the Torah now. At that point, something clicked in his head. He says, I'm not going back in. He's like, what do you mean you're not going back in? You just went in. He's like, it's God's house. He's like, what, what do you mean? You just went in. He's like, I'm not going in. And he said, we're going to kill you. He said, do what you want. I'm not going in. And the Talmud says, we learn from there that never underestimate yourself. You're never stuck. You're never stuck. If there's a part of your personality you want to change, if there's a relationship you want to change, if there's a, uh, getting close to God, getting close to other people, the human being is so incredible. You know, people, someone here's a programmer. You can change a computer. You can change things. Just change the code. It takes a second. We can change. Human beings can change so fast. I, I've seen just this past week, uh, I'm not getting into all the details, but I was very involved in someone's life cycle event. And before the event, there were a number of people who hadn't talked in 20 years. See each other? Yep. They, they saw each other and they just talked. It was so dumb. It was so simple. Because human beings, when they have a moment of clarity, then we're capable of doing amazing, amazing things. People can make up so fast. So that is another power of today. We realize how who we really are. What you see is not what you get. What you see is not at all what you get. Sing a famous song. I think a lot of people know this. Went to camp, you know the song. Um, uh, this song, the purpose of this song, really, is, is that a person should never be scared. Oh, how long
1: love?
0: Let's sing the English, the whole wide world. Oh, yeah. Is how could you not fear at all? That's it, that's right. Trust in God, right? That's the way. So, so, day to day, most of us get kind of nervous. Most of us get kind of nervous, right? We get nervous about our health. That's certainly today. We're certainly nervous about our money. Okay, you ever nervous about money? Right? right? <laughs> we, we, we we get nervous about money. We get nervous about our health. We get nervous about our popularity. We get nervous about what people think of us. We get nervous about what's gonna be, right? Um. So it. How do we do that? Because we all believe in God, you know, at least to some degree. We know he's, you know, we hope you know, he's been around a long time. So how, how does one get to the point? Where they don't fear at all, as we just said, like how the main thing is not to fear at all. How do you do that? In a practical, practical way. How do you do that? So, one of the things to know about God. Now, think about this: even if you know God exists, you could still be nervous because how do you know that God got your? He's gonna. He's got your back. You know, look around, you know, a lot of good people out there and, and, and not such good things happen. So how could you not, how could you not worry at all? That's a question which everyone asks. The greatest rabbis have asked this question. In fact, the greatest rabbi of all time asked this question. Moses asked the question. Moses asked the question. I don't, he's like, I don't get it. Why do bad things happen to good people? How can good people feel comfortable to say, look, I'm doing something good. So obviously I God knows the, the full answer to that. But but practically speaking, practically speaking, something that's very helpful is that we we think this world, we, we we most of the time think that this world is it. This world is it. And since we think this world is it, rightfully so, we get very nervous. Because there's a very good chance that many things are not going to go the way we want to go. Could be we're not going to be as healthy as we like. Could be we're not going to be as "quote unquote" happy as we like. But what one of the main messages that comes out on this day is that this what you see is so little of what there really is. We're 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 on a journey um, on the way to Disneyland. We are. This world is such a small part of of what goes on out there. We really are our soul. Our soul is always happy. Our soul is happy. And therefore, we we have to remember who we really are. We are our soul. And if you're your soul, then you can remember that long term, long term, your soul has a long, 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 long life. Your soul is around forever. So things, most if you think about most of the things that bother us, they're very short term. I'll give you an example. Has anyone here ever gotten in a traffic jam? Anyone? Traffic jam? Today. Hey. Got a traffic jam. Ben, got in a traffic jam? Oh, All the time. Now, have you ever have you checked up what the traffic forecast is? <laughs> of course, you check the traffic, right? Right. Why do you check the traffic? Because you want to know when it's going to be over. Because as soon as you know it's going to be over, how long? Then you relax. You relax. Because either you know it's going to be over in 10 minutes, or you know it's going to be two hours, and then that's it. We can be 100% sure that this, whatever bad thing that's happening in this world, it's going to be over, and it's not going to last a relative long time it's really not and the amount that we have to put in to be a good person in this world is so little talk to any investment person the the the, the amount that we have to invest to have the, and the dividends that we get there's no investment like it in the world nothing we we, we invest even tons of energy but then we get eternity right so really you know the next time someone you get upset someone gets under your skin and you want to lash out and you want to be not nice you think one second if i just hang on think about it someone would tell you if you control your temper the whole day today i'll give you a million dollars is anyone losing their temper someone says i'll give you a million dollars if you don't lose your temper today you don't lose your temper you're not gonna you're gonna be in full control Judaism says, since there's eternity, every time we do something good, it's worth a million dollars. It's worth more than a million dollars, right? So that's the mindset you can have, and that's how you cannot be worried. You're like, what's it call? You think of Bill Gates. I think you, Bill Gates, gets nervous if he loses a hundred dollar bill. He probably does actually, mm-hmm. because wealthy people who who don't have I maybe mean, I don't know him personally, but wealthy people who don't have spirituality. They actually are very nervous about their money. So I'm probably less nervous about losing a $100 bill than one of my rich friends. Because I know, look, you know, God's got plenty of money. Let's sing another song. Some other like Walmer songs. Doing good here. Uh, see anything. Usually I got a big fire in front of me. All right, this is a good song. This song says that...
1: Naftali, I brought a fire, See?
0: Oh, nice, nice! Ah, scarf, skah, skah. Now we, now we, now we, we had, now we could see. Uh, so this song says, you know, today I don't know if you noticed. I don't know if Ido has been paying attention to the news in Israel, or everyone has. Things in uh, Israel right now are a little bit not so good. If you're in, in Jerusalem, there were a lot of attacks on on uh, religious Jews. Yep. Even in cities like Ashdod and and. Uh, Places where there's never terror. I was watching a lot of the the, the, the Yaffa Gate, uh, Shmuel Hanavi Street, like streets where, you know, there's never Arabs. And there's been gangs of Arabs that have been attacking Jews walking alone. <inaudible> huh?
1: <inaudible>
0: yeah, it's horrible. It's horrible. And we can sometimes have the luxury of clicking on to the next thing. Judaism says that we are really, really family. We are really, really family. When you see another, really any person, but particularly a Jewish person because we're family, not that we care about everybody, but it's our family. And we, we see, when we see another Jew happy, we're supposed to be happy for them. When we see another Jew in trouble, we're supposed to feel for them. So this is a famous song which talks about how all the whole Jewish people is one big brotherhood. Ah no chenuk, Yisrael. Yeah. Tomorrow, a lot of kids go to parks and they take bow and arrows. Right? They, 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 do they still do that? No. They used to take lots of bow and arrows. So one time I went to the Hasidah Shireba, the B'nai Yisosra, famous Hasidah Shireba. And they so, said, why are all the Jews shooting bows and arrows on Lag Ba'omer? It's a real custom. It's a real thing. And he said, I'll tell you why. They thought the rebel was going to say it was a bunch of baloney. Today, the kids, instead of doing bow and arrow, they play baseball. But he says, he says in the time of Rav by Bar Yochai, who passed away today, there was never a rainbow. There was never a rainbow. Because a rainbow is actually a bad thing. A rainbow is a beautiful thing. And it's a beautiful thing, but it's a sign because what happened was when God sent the great flood and destroyed almost the whole world except for Noah and his family, Noah was nervous. He says, God, when are you going to do the next flood? And God said, I'm going to make a rainbow. And every time that people are deserving of to, to, to have something bad happen to them, I'm going to make a rainbow go in the sky, and the rainbow is going to show, show you that I'm merciful and I'm you were deserving, and I'm not going to do anything bad. In the time of Hashem Chai. there never was a rainbow, because since Hashem Ba'echai was such a great man, a great loving man, then the world was never deserving of anything bad to happen to it in his lifetime. That's why people do bows and and arrows on uh, on all night long So what was it about Hashem Ba'echai? You know, it's the, he's the only figure in Jewish history that we make a holiday about. America has Washington's Day and Martin Luther King Jr. Day and this day. Judaism, go through it. You would think Pesach would be Moses' Day, right? It's not Moses' Day. You would think, uh, you know, you go through all our holidays. There's no other figure, even Parm. It's not Esther Day, right? It's Perm is the only person that we have a song about him it's all about him go to Israel there's half a million people in Meron about, about this year but usually and everyone wonders what, what was so great about him what was so unique about him And they, and what I've seen in many places is what was so so great about him is that he represented the idea of heaven and earth he was an incredible rabbi you don't get greater than him but his feet were on the ground he loved people he was able to be on a very high level but really really connect to people on their own level and he's the one who made judaism become everyone feel comfortable and the way he did it was he did it through ahava he did it through love and we all know that if you want to influence someone It's not making a good lecture. It's not making a good law case. you want to influence someone? If they feel that you love them, and people will do anything for if they feel that someone loves them. That's what Mishan B'Aqai represented. He represents love. Now, the big question is, how do I love you if I don't like you? I can't even like you if I don't like you. So how am I supposed to be great? How can I start loving people? Edo, does anyone you don't like? I love everybody. Wow, wow. <laughs> we have we have the next of by Khai right here. He says he loves everybody except us. Wow, okay, that's it. That's why. That's why he's he's racist. <laughs> so 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 like this. So the I'll tell you how. by Khai would tell you. I think is what he would tell you. He would tell you a lot more and a lot better, but I think this is what he would tell you. So we, if I would say, everyone think about it, it's gonna be a good exercise, right? I'm gonna do it too. Think about someone who you don't like that much. Don't say who it is. Someone, so, know or just someone you know that annoys you, and you really would prefer they drop dead, but you don't wanna say that. But <laughs> but but no one say anything. Think about someone that you really you really sometimes would prefer they 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 take a different street. Mm-hmm. So think about someone. If you have no one, then please don't think of someone. But well, we all have someone sometimes. So let's say you went over to by Ba'echai 2,000 years ago. And he had that fire wrapped around his body for a whole day. God was there. This man was connected. You went over to him and he said, Rabbi by Ba'echai, how in the world, I, I know your secret to success, Rabbi by is that you love everyone? How can I love this guy over here? He is a Democrat. She's a Republican. That they, they wear masks. I don't wear masks, right? <laughs> Pfizer, whatever it might be, right? You know, you know, uh, Trump supporter, Biden supporter. How can we? How can you possibly love an independent, right? So. So one of the... uh, So M'shem Bayechai would tell you, how can you love someone who you have a hard time liking? He would say like this. He would say, think about for a second about yourself. That's the first thing he would say to do. He would say, is there anything about you that you really don't want people to know? Is there anything about you that, if you you knew people would know that about you, they might not like you either. For most of us, there's a lot of things we really don't want even our spouse knowing. <laughs> we don't want our kids knowing. We surely don't want our parents knowing. Don't want our neighbor knowing. We don't want our politicians knowing. Right? You think about that for a sec, for even a minute, and imagine. That somehow it would leak your top five secrets. And then somehow your uh, good friend finds out those five secrets. What are you going to hope your friend's going to do? You're going to hope he's going to say, I know Mike for a long time. He's a good guy. He's got a few warts, got a bad hair day, right? That's all it is. That's what you would want the other person to say when they hear your stuff. So when you look at someone else and you think about something about them you don't like, that's really, what you have to do is say, you know what, this person is a soul. This person is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful person. Every person's beautiful, except for very few people. Yeah, the Hitlers, the Salah bin Ladens. I mean, that's who's not, that's, out, and that's what we're talking about. Besides that, everyone, we have to really, really, because we know we know we're 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 beautiful, and if we know that we're beautiful, and we believe the other people are, we can do this little exercise, and before you know it, you start loving people, and it's a much happier existence. It's a very very happy world out there if you love people, even the people who drive you nuts, uh, and that that is one of the things that Rishon Bayachai would tell you. Um, and uh, we know many, many stories where uh, where to, to start loving someone is so so simple. So it's really that simple. Doesn't matter what their political views are, what their religious views are. You can really you can really love anyone. You know why? Because all mothers, almost all mothers, love their kids, right? And all the bad people that you know in the world have a mother, had a mother. Right, and and their mother, unless ninety nine point nine nine, even if the mother drives you absolutely insane, she does love you. The famous story actually is a parable. It's a scary parable. Watch a teenage kid, imagine a teenage kid who was upset at his father. Can you imagine such a thing? Teenage kid got annoyed at his father, and the teenager go, he uh, he's, goes to school, and the teacher sees he's not happy, and the teacher says to the student. Why are not happy? He's like, my father hates me. It's like, okay. He's like, really? He's like, why does he hate you? How do you know he hates you? He's like, I can tell him when he gets upset. I know followers can get upset. But when he is upset, I can tell he's, he's trying to compete with me. So he said, look, I, I can't argue with you. you know, I, that's what you're saying. It sounds very unpleasant. He's like, well, let me ask you one question. If, that, if someone one time came with a gun, someone came with a gun and would aim it at you, would your father jump in front? Would your father jump in front of you? And you know what the kid said? He said, 100%. Percent. He's like, you have no question in the world that your father would jump in front? He's like, I have no question. He said, would your father do that for anybody else? He's like, no, my father's not a hero. So he's like, you know, he would only do it for you. You know what that means? That means that as unpleasant as the other things might be, he might have his own issues, but he does love you. And to a much, 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 much greater degree, that is really what God's all about. God, no matter what he does to us, we don't understand but if we know we know he loves us. And we know that God loves us, then we can engage in that relationship. And we all maybe sometime over the next day tonight think of something we want to do to make that relationship uh, a little bit a little bit better. Sing a song. I mean another song is uh, morning. Okay. This song is a good happy song. This song is about thanking God and 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 about thanking God and singing to God because you're focusing on the good. We're gonna start off. It starts off slow and then it goes fast. <laughs>
1: Shem Ha'el Ya'ay, T'al Ha'el Ya'adah V'ashem. T'al
0: Ha'el Ya'ay, V'ashem.
1: Allah is to sing with Eliyot,
0: to God above
1: It's
0: good to thank God, I
1: Nasha raya, nasha raya, nasha raya,
0: One time I had a little bit of a sad day. And anyone here like to dance? You do know, like to dance? Seth yeah. like to dance? Saturday. Sarah, you like to Saturday. dance? Uh-huh. You like to dance, uh-huh. Uh Shalom, you like to dance. I'm not very good. We like to You like to dance? I like it. Like to dance? Everyone likes to dance, right? You know, I don't know if you don't know <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, so most people like to sing or dance. So, why do you love to sing or dance, and why are most people happy? So, Shulamcarba, right? Name is Name uh, is Rabbi who makes most songs that we sing. Uh, certainly inspired many of them he said that when you dance and when you sing, it's the language of the soul. Because there's no words to it. It's, it's greater than words. And that's why Hasidish songs don't have words. Because the Hasidim say if you put words to the song, it limits the song. But the soul is limitless. And so what my Rabbi Gibber one time told me, like, enough time, you gotta look at life as one big dance. You're gonna dance through life. You know, someone cuts you off, someone's mean to you, someone slights you. You do a dance. You do the hora. You do the you do the uh, you know the western swing, whatever dance you like. You do the locomotion, right? Whatever they do, right? Right. Uh, you do the locomotion. You do uh, whatever other dances they used to have. Right, so so um so that's what you do, and that's what the song. The song says, if a, if a person just 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 start thanking people, I can tell you the other day, I was having a little bit of a rough day, and I had thank God we had a very successful fundraising campaign. Anyone who hears this, thank you for your help. And I remember reading once, and I had to thank people anyway. So I say, you know what? I'm driving in the car. I have some time. I'm going to pick up the phone. I'm going to call people and thank them. And guess what happened after I finished thanking people? I was in a much better mood. Right? So Judaism says, if you think... Now, now this is today. Every day between that, which in Pesach and Shrewis has a theme. Today's theme in Kabbalah is called Hod Shebe Hod. Now, Hod... Besides being turkey, Hode is thank you. Today is the most thankful day of the year. Not Thanksgiving, believe it or not. It's pre Thanksgiving by about 2,000 years. Hod Sheba Today is the day you should be thankful on top of being thankful. So I have a, there's a rabbi in Boston. If you ever have any issues or anything in life, he has the answers. His name is Rabbi Bear. I've been Aftali Bear. I'm very close to him. And he has a suggestion. He has a great book. You can find it on Amazon. Great, great book. I've been Aftali Bear. It's got a great first name.
1: <laughs>
0: and and um, he says that the, the, the problem, the suggestion for any problem, like you don't like your job, you don't like your relationships, you don't like anything in life, he has one suggestion. It's the penicillin. It's better than chicken soup. Then you do this suggestion. The suggestion is take a notebook. He says, don't use your iPad and don't use your phone. Use, take a, a notebook and spend five minutes a day, preferably before you go to sleep at night, writing down things that you're thankful for. Just five minutes. It could be a very ridiculous thing, and it could be very, very little thing. He says you do that. If your marriage is on the rocks, it'll get off the rocks. If you're it's basically he says it's the solution for everything in life. Because when a person spends five minutes a day focusing on being thank, on being thankful, their whole attitude changes. Everything changes, and it's a very hard thing to do. Because you know why it's a hard thing to do. Because you know if you do it, you're gonna be happy. And we don't like being happy. You ever go over to someone who's depressed? And you say they're sitting there on the couch depressed, and you say to them, Hey Bob, you wanna be you wanna stop being depressed? You know what they're gonna say? No. <laughs> you say, you know, Bob, I know you like going for walks when it's fifty. But it's 65 and sunny outside, you love to go for walks. He's like, no, right? So we all know that we all hate being happy. It's a funny thing, but we do. Because we know when we're happy, we're actually going to do good things. And actually, God programmed us that way. God programmed us that we don't want to do, we have to fight to do what's good. So, so that's why people resist this suggestion. But really, when a person is thankful, think about, let's say you're upset at a, a family member. You're upset at your friend. You're upset at a politician. You're upset at COVID, whatever you're upset at, right? And you, if you and let's say you see that that person does something worth that, that's a good thing. But you don't want to thank them for that good thing, even though it is a good thing. Like, let's say someone was a, um, I don't know. Let's say there was a politician that somehow you didn't like them, right? I don't know. Never heard of such a thing. Let's say there was a politician. And that politician would buy you lunch. would buy you lunch for free, no strings attached, right? So if you're a polite person, you would feel you should say thank you. But you don't want to say thank you. Because if we say thank you, then that's going to change the whole relationship. So we have, and we have, we're the same way with God. We don't want to thank God even for the stuff we do want to thank God for. And we're the same way with each other. So we, so really, if a person could get themselves now, here's a little little secret. The secret is, be pathetic. Be pathetic. Now, what do I mean? Start off pathetically small right? You go to your mom, your mom, your dad, who's done so much for you, and you, like most people, like most kids, but no one thanks their parents enough. That's just the way God made the world, right? You don't thank your spouse enough. You don't appreciate your kids enough. You don't appreciate your friends enough. That's just the way we are. We are pathetic, registered pathetic. So the way to get out of being pathetic is not to be great, the way to get out of being pathetic is to be slightly less pathetic. Slightly less pathetic. So you're still pretty pathetic. So don't worry. You have nothing to worry about. You're still going to be pathetic. So I'll give you a practical example. Let's say you got you got someone, you're very, Let's uh, 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 key. Let's go back to God. We would talk about people for a while. Let's talk about God. So let's say um, uh, let's think about something. Let's say a person gossips. Let's say a person gossips all day, right? And then they read a book. They pick up and says, "You know what? I shouldn't really gossip." They say, "You know what? I am not going to gossip for one minute a day. One minute a day, I commit to not gossiping. After that, you guys start gossiping again, right?" That's the way to do it, right? A person gets angry. So what do you say? You say, you know what? I'll be, I will I control myself for 30 seconds. After 30 seconds, I'm going to kill you. But, right? So that is what Judaism professes. Judaism professes, not. We're, we're not a perfectionist religion. We're really, really not. A lot of people think we are. We're really, really, really not. If someone tells you that we are, um, we're not. We're not. So that's um, that's uh, that, that's a way to be really happy by being thankful. Um, let's, let me do a, you know, they went to a great rabbi once. their was, son was passing away. He says, "Rabbi, I have two weeks to live. What should I do? What should I work on for two weeks?" He says, "You know what to do? Work on your character traits. You In to study Torah. In town, to pray." He said, become a more refined, more refined person. Let's do one more song, and then it's getting late. I know people could stay all night. We're having a good time, but, you know, you guys are listening to me too much. going to now. Okay. Let's do it for song. okay this song is a cool song if you know Hebrew you you'll, you'll 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 know what the words means wow, wow. we gotta pr- we, we gotta pray we gotta pray for uh for we got to pray for the Jews in Meron. Apparently, there are a lot of people who got sick in Meron this year. So this song says a person has nothing to be scared of. Why? Because you don't take things to your grave. The only thing that goes to your grave is is who you are as a person. Nothing else goes with you. A person should not be scared. I shouldn't be scared to become rich. Most things are not worth dying over, right? I have a friend who said to me, are you going to die over it? We're not gonna die, it's not so bad. That's that's what the song
1: says.
0: Die over it right next time I know for myself, right? I'm really hot and I'm schmitzy and I'm getting in a bad mood. You know what's gonna happen? You're not gonna die over it. I think I must have been 25 or 26. Oh, kind of wrap up with this. I, 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 was, I was always hot. Like synagogue, I was hot. Home, I was hot. Anywhere I would go, I was hot. And I found it very hard to stay in a good mood because I was always hot. Yeah. Right. Certainly when I went to Baltimore, it's hot in Baltimore. You start thinking thing out here, too. So I saw this great rabbi once. He was a visiting providence. And I said, Rabbi, what do I do? I, if I feel so pathetic. You know, I'm just studying to be a rabbi. I, I'm starting to know a lot of Torah. Mike, this pathetic thing. God, it's hot. It totally throws me off. And he already told me. He gave me good advice. I can't say i have totally kept to it but it was one of the best pieces of advice I've gotten in my whole life. He said, skip it. He said, skip it. Just skip it. Stop it. Just stop, 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 stop. Don't ever let the temperature get to you again. He said, just, just stop, just stop. That's it. <laughs> you know, and a lot of times for a lot of things, you know, we overthink things. We, 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 we look at things very superficially. But if there's one thing to learn from Agbomar is that, is that things are very, very deep. And if we think about it, imagine we go to heaven and they say, you know what? You could have become a world-class scholar. And what do you say? You know what? You know, God, I know I know, you gave me a good head. You gave me good opportunities. But, um, you know, the, 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 the thermostat in the synagogue was never quite right. You know, I like it on 67, and the old guys and the show. No, actually, the ladies in the ladies section they want it on 73, and and that's why I didn't become the world class scholar, right? What do you think? What do you think God's gonna say, right? He's not gonna not gonna buy it. Maybe he will, but I don't think so. So that really applies, I would say, to most – I'm not speaking on – I'm not trivializing anyone else's challenges. People have real challenges. That's why we're here. But it's always good to, to uh, second-guess ourselves, right, to say, is this really worth it? Is this really it? Right? That, that's, uh, and most of the time, most of the time, And I, I came know with a stat one. So B. Lipson, one of my rabbis, he agreed with the stat. My stat is, I have a lot of stats. I'm not a statistician, but I have a lot of stats. 99% of the things that we say don't matter. Think about that. 99% of our comments and things that are are constructive criticism um, is going to fall on deaf ears and probably be counterproductive. So that is... um, that's my that's my L'chaim here. I'm gonna We're going to do... it will be here in uh, Mishkan's Fila. If someone doesn't mind taking a picture, you know, I just mind taking a couple pictures around the room? Yeah. Just uh, do, do a, uh, a little snapping. We have here, we've been trying, because it got rained Naftali. out, we've
1: been trying to... Can all the guys or ladies or whoever's there come and wave in the camera? We
0: don't even know who's with you. Oh, well, we have... uh the We have... Uh, I'll move the... One second here. We have... uh. I gotta get get my my guitar here Uh, (laughs) we have Peter and we have Ben and we got Seth, we got Shalom we got Yehuda we got Gershon, we have uh, Sarah and we have Shemla Sarah and Yehuda and um, we have our s'mores, we're trying our best and Barakatah and and last song and then keep singing away only 99% okay i uh, this is a song a song one of the song maybe we're going to sing this when the Messiah comes. comes <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming on in Zoom land and Facebook land. We're going to uh, wish you a happy, happy holiday. Very happy day. Enjoy your music tomorrow and everything, your haircuts, your shaving, the weddings, whatever else you weren't doing till now. And happy holidays. Thank you, Rabbi Karp. Okay. Thank you, Mrs. Karp. Good to have you.
1: That was incredible.